Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. What is up, everyone? What would this podcast be without technical difficulties? Uh, I'm uh, actually on a completely different computer today, so uh, it's uh, it's been uh, something else getting everything uh, changed over to this computer. So we're actually on a completely different system. So hopefully uh, I've been having some problems with this system locking up. So let's hope that doesn't happen today. Uh, Tasha Teeling, what's going on? Good to see you, Tasha. I haven't seen you in a while. Let's see. Tasha says, I saw something last year in Florida that a lot of other people saw. Looked like something from a Michael Bay movie. NORAD, NASA, no record, later claimed to be Chinese space junk. No way. That's probably what they're going to, uh, that's probably what they're going to say this uh, latest thing in Virginia is. Probably the same thing, space junk or a meteor or something like that. That's what I'm figuring anyway. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk about it. If you haven't seen it, I uh, actually got the video here. So uh, if I can find the damn thing, here we go. Let's uh, actually take a minute, watch the video, and then uh, come back and we'll chat about it. Zoom in anymore. It's almost gone. It looks really weird. I think it's just a plane, but it's like the... I don't think it is. It's not leaving a trail. That's burning. Something's burning. What is that? That, I mean, don't you see the... All right. What is that? Uh, that's the question. Anyway, welcome to the American Nomad Podcast. I am the American Nomad, your host, Rav Holly. Uh, it is, uh, what is it, Monday, December the 28th, 2020? Uh, what, we're just a few days away from uh, being out of this uh, dreaded year. Uh, don't know that 2021 is going to be any better, but uh, if that is... That doesn't surprise me in 2020 right there, whatever that was. I'm sure they're going to say it was some kind of Chinese space junk, as Tasha mentioned, or uh, something to that effect. Uh, 
Sorry about that, Eve, uh, English Bulldog. Uh, there was no uh, real sound in the beginning of that video. Uh, there was no commentary. It was just an uh, amateur video. Hey, Random Nomad, good to see you. Tasha, good to see you. Brooklyn Bulldog, you guys hear me okay? Uh, if you didn't get my message, I'm on a completely different computer. Uh, I changed over uh, from my Dell server computer over to my Dell Alienware computer. So, uh, hoping everything works here. We'll find out, I guess. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I stumbled upon this uh, video on Twitter. Uh, it was being discussed, and uh, everybody's trying to figure out what it is, uh, including myself, because uh, it uh, it didn't appear to be, um, it really didn't appear to be a meteor. Maybe it was a meteor. Uh, I know the last time that uh, I saw something like this, it was in China, and they basically said that China was doing like a secret missile test or something. That thing looked like it was going down to crash. Uh, so, uh, but there's no, I haven't heard any discussion about where it crashed, where, where it was, where it was. I mean, it was in West, it was filmed, this was filmed in West Virginia. So my question is that thing was hurling, hurling towards the earth. Uh, it had to hit somewhere, right? So why is nobody talking about where this hit, uh, what it was? Uh, did it not hit? Did it not make an impact? Did it not hit the earth? Because it looked like it was getting really close there at the end of the video. So I'm trying to figure out where is it? Like there's no discussion of it at all. There's basically this video and then that's it. So are they saying, are they going to try to tell us it burned out before it hit the ground? Because I don't believe that because it was still enormous. And this video was taken, you could tell it was taken from quite a ways away. So that, that thing had to been ginormous. I'm, we're not talking about, you know, the size of a small runabout boat, you know, that you run around in on the lake. That thing had to been like the size of uh, a jumbo jet or a couple of jumbo jets. It was big. And, uh, Wherever it landed, we should know about it. But with everything that's going on here in 2020, it just doesn't surprise me. I mean, you have, uh, uh, you know, the whole COVID situation, and then and then you have the what just happened on Christmas Day in downtown Nashville, uh, and then still to this day, nobody's heard from Tiffany Dover. Uh, no, you know, nobody knows what's happened to Tiffany Dover. She's just uh, completely MIA. We did a video on Tiffany Dover last week uh, talking about her. Uh, where was she? Now, I will say there's a video that came out that was released by the hospital. If you haven't seen this video, I was going to try to pull it up, and I didn't get a chance to. But uh, it's a little short video of Tiffany Dover, supposedly Tiffany Dover. And if you watch the video, uh, the girl's got completely different hair. She's got a different hair part, like the girl's hair is parted in the middle. She's wearing Tiffany's necklace. Uh, she has a a likeness to Tiffany Dover, but it does not look like Tiffany Dover. And that's how these conspiracy theories get started. I'm going to tell you right now, that's how these things get started because, uh, especially these, uh, clone conspiracy theories about people being cloned. You know, there's a big conspiracy out there that Dave Chappelle was cloned, that all of these, these people are, have been cloned. Like Dave Chappelle disappeared and then he comes back and he's jacked. When he was on Chappelle's show, he's this little skinny guy. And then he comes back, he's jacked. Now, I, I'm not saying Dave Chappelle was cloned, but I'm saying that is a conspiracy theory. And there are people out there that actually do believe that 
the Dave Chappelle that you see today is not the Dave Chappelle uh, that w- we used to watch on the Chappelle show. Uh, I can tell you that Dave Chappelle is a habitual smoker. He smokes probably a pack of cigarettes a day. And anybody that's been around the new jacked Dave Chappelle, he still smokes a pack of cigarettes a day. He's a chain smoker. So uh, I don't believe that Dave Chappelle was cloned. And if they cloned him, then why would they make him continually make him a, a chain smoker? But anyway, that's how these things get started. Let me see if I can pull up YouTube really quick. And we'll try to pull up that video uh, of Tiffany Dover at the hospital here. Uh, bear with me. Like I said, I've changed uh, computer systems, so I'm a little bit, uh, things are a little bit disar- disarray or not. They're not all up here like I usually have them. Let's see if this is it. Yeah, here it is. I've got it right here, so let me share my screen. So this is the Tiffany Dover video. Hopefully you guys can hear it. But this is supposed to be Tiffany Dover right here. And it's got she's this girl's got her necklace on. And it's a little 21 second video of her supposedly with all of her friends or, or her co-workers. See, it's got she's got Tiffany Dover's necklace on, but she looks like she's a broader shouldered girl. Tiffany Dover was actually very uh, petite. Uh, let me think where I could find Tiffany Dover. Let's see if we go to images, maybe. Let's see. Let's just do, oh, that's YouTube still. Let's go to Google and see if we can find, uh, so her Facebook page is, uh, I had, I had was told it had been deleted, but then they said, uh, it wasn't deleted, that it just, uh, was set to private. So here's Tiffany Dover. This is the day that she actually uh, passed out on, uh, you know, on live TV. See her hair is split to the side right there. And you can see that her roots need to be done. Uh, her hair's darker down here. You can tell that she colors her hair. Her, you know, her hair's lighter right here. So she, you know, she needs a, you know, to get her uh, hair dyed. But if you go back and watch this vi- that video, that chick's hair is parted in the middle. Uh, let's see if anybody's got it up here. There's a, actually, okay, right here. So now let's look at this. If it's a, see, now look. So see the hair's parted right there in the middle? And it's not, um, it, it, it's, it's not, and this is literally right after she, like the day, right after the day after she fainted. So see her hair's dark all the way around. It's parted in the middle. Uh, and this girl is very wide shoulders. Tiffany Dover is a very petite, skinny, oh, it's not Tiffany. Very petite, skinny girl. So, uh. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's uh, kind of crazy. Sound like a Camo Dave. Uh, see, uh, so that's Tiffany's necklace right there. So, I mean, she could part her hair differently, but to me, and look at the eyebrows. The eyebrows are different. So if we can go back to that picture. So her eye, this girl's eyebrows are different. See how they're straight? Tiffany's eyebrows has an arch to them. This girl's eyebrows, there's no arch. See the eyebrows? There's a big arch right there, and they're thicker here and thinner over there, and they're light brown like her hair. So I don't know, man. That's where all these con- this conspiracy. This is how these conspiracy theories get started. I mean, if let's say that it is her, why would she go get her hair dyed and then start parting it in the middle for the first time? Uh, if you go through her Instagram, see her hair right here. If you go through her Instagram page, her hair. All the way back to when she was a teenager in high school, she has that same part on the side of her head. Now, my uh, mother was a cosmetologist and a hairstylist. She went to hair 
style school. Uh, and I can tell you by parting your hair, if you parted your hair on the side like this your entire life, and then all of a sudden you want to feather it and part it in the middle, that's not that easy to do because cosmetologists will tell you there's a thing that's that's considered, it's called, uh, you know, it's, it's called uh, training your hair. And so the longer you do something with your hair, the, it trains your hair to do and to stay like that. So you can't just automatically go from a middle, from a, a lifelong side part like that to a middle part. I mean, it just, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I just, don't, I don't, don't get it. Uh, but you can see that this girl, that, that the hair is parted completely right in the middle right there. And if you go to any other photo of Tiffany, her hair is parted on the side and it's very thin right here. It's very thin on this side. You can tell she's got thin hair. And then if you go back to that other picture, this girl looks like she's got pretty thick hair. I mean, it's pretty thick down here. Uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 uh, makes it's one of those things that you know what they say. It makes you go hmm, because it definitely makes me go huh, because it really does not look like the same girl. Same. I mean, there. I mean, it could be a cousin. Uh, somebody said that it was a cousin, or it was a. Somebody that she's close to, that that's her, you know, but you know how conspiracy theories go. But she does have this necklace. So if you saw Tiffany taking the, uh, see, there's this necklace. If you saw her getting vaccinated, right, that's after she passed out right here. But this is right before she was vaccinated. She has this necklace on. So if you go back to this picture, this same necklace. Uh, yeah. So this girl's got really thick, broad shoulders. Tiffany was pretty petite. So I don't know, man. What do you guys think? Somebody can tell me what you guys think, because I don't know. It looks pretty looks pretty weird to me. Uh, but not as weird as the uh, freaking, uh, not as weird as the, uh, as the, uh, Jesus, can't hit the right button. It's not as weird to me as the freaking thing in the sky over West Virginia. But this is what everybody's still talking about, is this Tiffany Dover thing. I mean, it has not went away. There's nothing about it in the mainstream media, uh, but, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, Freedom Dove, hey. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Freedom Dove, good to see you, Freedom Dove. Who else do we have in here? Freedom Dove says, I'm okay All right now. RN or randomly just trying to figure out my SUV build. It's unnerving me. Yeah, you guys are talking to each other in the room. Let's see, we still have uh, we got six people in here. Anyway, guys, welcome. Uh, I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Uh, how was this, how was everybody's Christmas? Uh, mine was spent in this office just working on trying to get new things together uh, for this freaking podcast and other things I'm doing. I will say that uh, it's kind of funny. It's not funny, but it's ironic. Uh, the stream deck that I've been trying to pull off and get for a, the whole for almost a year this entire year now uh this thing's not cheap uh it's close to three hundred dollars with tax it's like 250 with tax and everything so i got a stream deck and lo and behold it's still in the box uh still in the box hasn't been opened i'm i'm contemplating now i you know i've been wanting this thing i've been talking about it and talking about wanting one uh, but here's the deal. It doesn't work with this StreamYard software. It uh, doesn't work. So um, if I if I use my old software on OBS, yeah, it's perfect for that. But it doesn't work on the StreamYard. So it is one of those things. i got to figure it out. 
Uh, and if I want to have a guest on, like I've been having, then I need to use this software here, StreamYard. And StreamYard is e it is easier. The reason I wanted the Stream Deck is because all of this stuff that I can do here, pretty much, uh, you know, like uh, I can add, you know, I can add the, you know, the other camera, like that, you know, that's that kind of stuff. Uh, I can add my other computer. That stuff I can just pretty much do here with a click of a mouse. And OBS, you need one of these to make it like easier. Oh, there we go. I'm trying to get all this stuff uh, going. And I want to apologize because last uh, our our last broadcast with Badge, our last podcast with Badge, there was a horrible echo. And I guess uh, Freedom Dove was trying to tell me that there was an echo, but I didn't understand what she was saying because I didn't hear the echo. So Badge's voice was echoing something horrible. And I, I put it on, I went ahead and uploaded the video and I even uploaded the podcast. And I know people's ears were probably bleeding every time Badge talked, but I didn't hear the echo. So I didn't even know there was an echo. I saw in the room, uh, I saw that Freedom Dove said something about an echo, but I wasn't for sure what she was talking about. I thought maybe she was getting some kind of echo or something. I didn't know that it was an echo that was happening throughout the entire podcast that you guys were getting that I wasn't getting. You know, the reason I wear these headphones is because I'm supposed to be able to hear exactly what's happening in the broadcast. It didn't, it didn't work that way. And the only thing I can figure out is the reason there was an echo is it had to have been something to do with this second camera. I have this fan cam set up, so the next time I do uh, the next time I do a broadcast with a guest, I'm probably not going to have but one this one A camera. I'm probably not going to have this. You're not going to see this shot here if I have a guest because I'm too worried. I'm pretty sure that this was the culprit that caused the echo was this camera here. I mean, it's cool to have it, but I would rather have a podcast with not with a no terrible echo than you know have this little behind the scenes camera hey Lamont happy uh how you doing buddy good to see you driving home Lamont be sure to check out Lamont's YouTube channel if you get a chance uh so how was everybody's Christmas did anybody do anything uh Brooklyn English Bulldog let's see what Eve says Saturday I got a fever headaches body aches slept all day not feeling well at all uh-oh that's not good Eve let's just hope it's not let's just hope you're getting uh coming down with a little flu and it's not COVID Uh, it's been, um, it's been a weird, uh, I was not even sure I was going to do the show today. Um, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but, um, let's see, what day was Christmas? Friday? Saturday was the 26th, right? Wasn't Friday, uh, Christmas day? Jesus, I don't even know. Yeah, Friday was Christmas day. So Saturday, Saturday, um, one of my very best friends from Long Beach, California, uh, I, I, we was, God, I partied with a guy. I worked with a guy. He was, uh, one of my very best friends from Long Beach. And, uh, I got word, um, let's see, yesterday morning or Saturday morning, uh, that he passed away. Uh, and he passed and this is, I'll show you a picture of him. Um, and he actually passed away, uh, from COVID. And Jerry was probably, uh, God, he was probably not even 35, maybe he was 35, 36, still a young man. You can see he's a little heavy, you know, a little heavy. He was, he was obese. He was like a big wrestler though. He was a big teddy bear. 
And um, he was literally one of my best Trump hater, of course. Uh, but you know that I still love the guy. He was uh, he was a sweetheart of a guy, man. He was really uh, one of the best guys. Uh, you could you know he's still a young man, and uh, he posted on his uh, Facebook page on let's see December sixteenth. Let's go back to post. Yeah, on December sixteenth. Yeah, he was making posts see, on Facebook on December 16th, December 6th, December 16th. And then uh, on December 6th, right after December 16th, somewhere in there, like a few days after he posted this on Facebook, he ended up getting COVID. His whole family has COVID, I guess. And then he passed away. He literally died at home uh, from COVID on uh, Saturday, the day after Christmas, December 26th. And... Um, Everybody, everybody in downtown Long Beach knew Jerry. He was actually he was actually a special ed, um, or a uh, he was special ed, and then he did uh, God, he was like uh, a behavior therapist, a be or a behavior special ed teacher or whatever, and he was just going back to school for his master's degree to get his master's. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he was always helping out the community. Um, I can tell you the kind of guy that Jerry was. So when I lived in downtown Long Beach, he was just a big gentle giant. We would we were bouncers at the same place and I would when I would go on a vacation or something, I would always call Jerry to uh take my place. And he was a bouncer at Sevilla nightclub in downtown Long Beach. I would call him to uh you know, if I had to go on vacation or something, I would get him to come in. This is Jerry, that's him bouncing at Sevilla. Uh that's some celebrity that I don't know who it is. But I would uh, get him to come in and, uh, you know, take over my job while I was out of town or whatever a lot of times. Uh, he was just, a, he was just a, a genuinely great guy, big teddy bear, Dallas Cowboy fan, uh, which I loved about him because I'm a Cowboy fan as well, you know, because we, uh, uh, I'm from, I'm actually from Dallas, but he was a, he was a big Cowboy fan, a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, but he, uh. Yeah, I mean, I was, I'm still a little bit, I'm a, still a little bit in shock over it. It's still, uh, I mean, it's just like, he was such a young guy. Now, I won't say that he was in good health because, uh, you know, he was overweight, he was obese. And if, you know, they've, they're not lying to us because they, you know, they've told us that uh, the the biggest complication you're going to have if you get COVID, uh, surviving COVID is if you're obese, people that are obese have a really hard time, uh, getting past it. Uh, but Jerry was, you know, I mean, it wasn't like Jerry was a couch potato. Uh, Jerry was always out about doing things. He drank way too much, uh, you know, but that's part of the lifestyle living in downtown Long Beach is everybody drinks down there on a continuous basis. Um, I mean, I did too when I lived down there. It's just, it's, you know, it's a singles party atmosphere kind of down there. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, what do you say? I don't know. Uh, don't even know what to say. It's just, uh, still a little bit in shock, uh, that, uh, he's gone. And then I hear, you know, the nightmare, cause I know people that actually, I know a guy that was actually there when he actually passed away. And then I hear through the grapevine, because Jerry was a big guy. Jerry probably weighed 300 pounds, maybe, 300, 325. Big guy. Jerry's a big big wrestler-looking guy. And um, I heard, you know, I, this could be completely 
false information. There's, it's not been verified by anybody. I haven't actually talked to anybody. I've just heard this through the grapevine that um, he literally, they literally could not find anybody or they wouldn't come get him. Like after he passed away, they didn't have anybody from the county to come get him. He died at home. Uh, his whole family has COVID. They all have COVID. And he was at home where he died uh, with his other family. I think his family lived together. I think he still lived with his, I mean, his parents. You don't have big Mexican family sometimes. They all just kind of share like a little, share a dwelling. So I, I guess, I don't know where Jerry lived. That's what I'm guessing, or I'm guessing that he got sick and he went to his parents' house. So I think he was at his parents' house when he passed away, and uh, they couldn't they can't find any they couldn't find anybody to come get him. Now I don't know if they have yet or not, but it was a uh, you know it's just a horrific situation. And then his whole other family had COVID, so they would nobody would come get him because uh, nobody wanted to come to the house. And it's Christmas day after Christmas, so they're calling people trying to get people over there to come get him, and nobody will come get him. So I heard that kind of nightmarish story coming out of Italy back when uh, Italy was really in the the peak of their pandemic. So, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is, but it's a super sad situation. I'm still a little bummed about it. Little, uh, Not a little bummed. I'm really bummed about it. Really uh, wasn't even for sure I was going to do the show today. Because, uh, 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 you know, one thing I learned, you know, when my son passed away is people die. Yeah, people die. I mean, it doesn't surprise me anymore when somebody dies. I mean, it's still you still get that initial shock by it, but I'm not surprised by it anymore. Because uh, any 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 and all of us, you don't know from one minute to the next. I mean, I could be sitting here, you know, after doing this podcast and kill over with a heart attack. You just never know. Uh, we all we all get so wrapped up in our own personal problems, or like my truck getting broken into like last week, and. I was fretting over that for like, you know, or I'm still fretting over it. But, you know, when it comes to the grand scheme of things, Jerry lost his life. I'm sitting here crying over or, you know, dwelling over some freaking photography lights that really in the grand scheme of things, they're going to mean nothing. In 15 years, those lights won't be worth any more than a light bulb is, you know, the burned out light bulb. So, you know, poor Jerry, he lost it. You know, he lost his life. But I do want to give you guys a story. I know you don't know Jerry, but I want to give you a story really quick on what kind of Jer- what kind of guy Jerry really was. And uh, he, so I think it was probably 2009, 2008, 2009. So I had lived in Long Beach for seven years, uh, or when I left, seven to eight years, I lived in downtown Long Beach. And during the time I lived in Long Beach, I had probably... I would say five or six people hit me up and ask me if I would help them move. Because people are single in Long Beach. People are moving into downtown Long Beach. They're moving out of downtown Long Beach. Sometimes they move into downtown Long Beach and they're just barely scraping by. So they get like a little studio apartment. Then they get a girlfriend and they move in together. And then they decide to move to a bigger place. And so people are moving around in downtown Long Beach all the time. So I moved three times. I upgraded. Every time I started making more money, I would find a nicer place in downtown Long Beach and move to a different place. Uh, so I, uh, or a bigger place. So I ended up uh, helping probably five or six people move when I lived in downtown Long Beach. And a couple of these were really what I considered really good friends. And I'm not going to mention any names because somebody that's watching this might know who I'm talking about. But one of the guys I worked with uh, at the at the bar that I worked with, 
uh, he hit me up one time to help him move. And I was like, oh, man, because I had already had plans to go out that Friday night. And he wanted me to help him Saturday morning. So I was like, damn. He was like, can we get started? Like, I really want to get started because it was summertime. He's like, I want to get started early before it gets too hot. So can we start like probably around 830, 9 o'clock latest? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I volunteered to help him. So I still went out to my engagement and got, you know, I was like, I'm going to go out. I'm not going to drink because I have to help uh, so-and-so move in the morning. So I'm not going to drink. I went out, you know, that went right out the window after there was some pretty girls there and we started taking shots. And so I ended up getting pretty obliterated, Uh, got home, got to bed probably about 4.30 in the morning, 4, 4.30 in the morning, and was supposed to be at Slade's at nine by 8.30 or 9 o'clock. So I I said I was going to say any names. So anyway, I got to the, the apartment to help my buddy move and I got there. And I was so hungover. I mean, I when I woke up, I was still drunk. I was like, oh, man, I cannot do this. But I was like, you know what? I got to be a man of my word. I told him I was going to help him, so I got to suck it up. And uh, it's just one day. I'll get over it. I'm not going to die from it. So I'm going to go and help him move. So I did, and I suffered. I am not going to lie. I suffered. The most I've ever, the only thing I can remember suffering more from was from COVID at the the beginning of this year because I was hurting. There's nothing worse than being extremely hungover, having a headache, being feeling dehydrated and a little woozy from being so inebriated the night before and having to pick up heavy furniture and carry them down the stairs and then pick up heavy furniture and carry it up the stairs because of course he moved downstairs I mean he was upstairs and was moving out and moving upstairs at the new place so it was stairs down stairs up and we're carrying couches and desk and everything else so you can imagine so after probably about two and a half three hours of moving after about lunch or grabbing something to eat for lunch I started feeling a little better, you know, the alcohol, I was sweating it out. So I started feeling a little better. So I only really suffered probably three or four hours. But long story short, I suffered. And he was one of the people that I asked for him to help me move when I needed to move. And I was moving from one one side of the alley to the other side of the alley, if that makes sense. Uh, just right across. I wasn't very far. It wasn't. We didn't even have to put everything in a truck and take it. We could carry it. Uh, from one place to the other. But I did need somebody to help me move the big stuff. I moved all the small stuff that I could move by myself. And then I had everything else ready to go. So I asked like, you know, and and I bought some beer and I bought like a, you know, the veggie tray and a cheese tray with the pepperoni and, you know, the little meat tray uh, for anybody that come to help me move. Right. And, uh, told everybody, you know, and I had several people, I even had people like at the bar the night before I had to move the next day going, Hey man, like, uh, uh, you still moving tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, still moving tomorrow. I'm like, I got some beer and stuff, man. So, you know, uh, we can have a few beers or whatever while we're moving and, but you know, whatever. So the next day I'd had everybody like to get there like I staggered people coming in like hey I told some people be here like at 10 30 some people be here like at uh, 12 and then 1 30 and you know so we could just stagger people in so, so nobody get too worn out and that kind of thing and the people that got there early could leave if they wanted to I was trying to be considerate of everybody anyway nobody not one person not one person that I asked to help me move showed up 
And every single person that I asked to help me move were the people that I had helped move when they asked me. And two of these people, I'd have had, I had helped them move on multiple occasions. One of them, I helped them move three times. Not one of those people showed up to help me move. Not one. And so, um, you know, I was like, well, I'll just figure it. You know, and when nobody showed, like at 12 nobody, or 10.30, nobody showed up. By uh, noon, nobody had showed up. And I'm still waiting because this is the stuff that I have to move is like bigger stuff, like a refrigerator and, you know, bigger stuff that I really needed help moving. Uh, I'd moved all the boxes and all the smaller stuff that I could carry myself. I even moved my love seat by myself. I got my love seat up on my back and was able to carry it by myself and move it. But anyway, nobody showed up. And so now, you know, I've got to be out. So I'm trying to engineer, uh, you know, what's ingenuity figure out like so I'm setting up skateboards I have a couple of skateboards so I'm putting you know I'm trying to get the couch on a skateboard and get it up on the end so I can move it on the skateboard and lo and behold about two in the afternoon two or three in the afternoon uh, Jerry shows up Jerry just out of the blue Jerry just shows up and he goes hey Rav I'm here I'm like uh, what's up big Jer he goes I'm here I'm like, here for what? He goes, I'm here to help. Don't you need help moving? I'm like, yeah, dude. I, had, I Actually, I do, but I didn't ask you. He goes, no, but I heard you were moving and you might need some help. So uh, I'm here. So what do you got to move? Let's move. And then I was like, dude, are you serious? He's like, yeah, yeah. I said, who told you I was moving? He goes, I just heard last night that you were moving. You were asking people if they would help you. And he goes, I wasn't doing anything today. So I thought I would just come by and see if you needed some help. I'm like, dude, all the people that I asked to help me move, not one of those people showed up. You're the only person that showed up to help me move. And uh, and it was funny because I had told people, you know, I only have like maybe it'll take us a couple hours, two or three hours to move the stuff that I had to move. Jerry and I started moving. Uh, we ended up sitting down and having a couple of beers before we started moving. But um, we started moving probably about 3 p.m. and we didn't finish till probably 6:30 or 7 o'clock. And my neighbor Merrill ended up coming in and helping me, and so I ended up having Jerry and Merrill and me, and it actually went faster. But that's the kind of guy that you know that Jerry was. I never asked Jerry to help me move, even though he was a big, strong guy and one of my better friends. I were I was only asking people that I had personally helped move. People that had asked me to help them move and I went to help them move those are the people that I felt well they owe me you know I mean don't owe me but hopefully they'll feel like returning the favor not one of them showed up not one of them called none of them I didn't hear from any of them and even later on when I would run into them I'd be like hey thanks for helping me move you know and they just kind of like oh I had something come up that day I couldn't do it you know what I mean but Jerry who I did not even ask even did not even ask him didn't never even brought it to his attention he heard through the grapevine through the bar the night before that I had talked to people about if they were going to show up to help me move and Jerry just heard that I probably needed some help moving and came to my place and helped me move everything 
everything. He did not leave. Like after, even after we had moved, like the refrigerator, my couch, the big stuff that I really needed help with. I told him like, Jerry, all I, all I really needed help was with the refrigerator, the couch and the, that big desk. And the, you know, you can go, dude, I can get the rest of this by myself. I just really needed some help to get that big stuff. He's like, no, dude, he goes, I'm here. He goes, let's finish it. He goes, let's get it all moved. So you don't have to worry about it by yourself. He goes, I'm here, man. I'm here to help you move. And that's the kind of guy Jerry was. And it just breaks my heart that um, he lost his, he lost his life to COVID. I mean, such a, such a waste. I mean, such a, you know, such a, you know, there's people in the world that are, you know, that are just really, really good people. And Jerry was just one of those people that was a really, really good person. I mean, he worked with special needs kids. That was his job. That's what he loved. You know, and then he was a bouncer because he was such a big guy. He would be a bouncer at night. So he had his day job where he would go work with, you know, behavior therapists with these, you know, troubled teenagers and stuff like that, trying to help them get on the right track. And then at night he would hit the clubs in downtown Long Beach and be a bouncer. But he was just a, he was just a good, good, good freaking person, man. Such a good person. And uh, his parents, uh, I didn't even know this. I think I'd heard it, but I'd forgot his parents are dealing now, they're elderly, of course, you know, Jerry was a grown man. So his parents are elderly, they're probably in their 60s or 70s. And they're dealing now with the loss of Jerry. But Jerry's older brother passed away nine months ago. So within nine months, his elderly parents have lost two sons. Uh, and both of their sons were young. It's not like they were, you know, 50 years old. I mean, Jerry was, you know, 33 to 36, 30. I don't know how old exactly Jerry was. But he wasn't that old. He was still a young man a lot younger than me. You know, I'm probably old enough, pretty close to old enough to be his dad. Step Van, uh, Step Van Dan, good to see you, buddy. I'm just kind of, uh, I'm just kind of talking about a friend of mine I lost over the weekend to uh, the dreaded COVID. So, you know, uh, it's funny because, you know, I rail against the whole mask thing. Uh, I'm sick of wearing a mask. Uh, I'm sick of the hysteria of COVID, but I did read a statistic and then I did some looking because I was like, that can't be right. When I read the statistic, uh, or when I saw it, it was like a, in a medical journal, there were, it was like doctors talking to each other about the COVID thing. And, um, excuse me, the, the statistic was that one in a thousand Americans have died from COVID one in a thousand. Every one in every thousand Americans, one has died from COVID. That's a lot. Even though they were talking about 2 million deaths, they were talking about 2 million deaths in the, in the initial stages of COVID and we're at 300 and something thousand, but it's not like it's stopping. It's still raging on, you know, there's a few thousand people dying every day. So if this goes on for a couple of years, how many of the, how many people is that going to be in a couple of years? It, we might actually reach, you know, those up those numbers up there because we all we say this but we say it acting like it's going to be over and it's not over uh freedom dove says very sad i bet he could have been red pilled too uh i don't know freedom dove you know i think uh he was he was pretty set in his ways you know jerry was uh you know he was a very proud mexican-american and uh, he was born and raised right here in Southern California. So those, you know, a lot of my friends like that, they uh, they lean pretty left. 
and Jerry was one of them. But even though we didn't agree politically, you know, he didn't he didn't never uh, have a crossword to say about me. I never saw, you know, I have a lot of my friends that lean hard left, and you know, for the last four years have been railing against Trump, saying all kinds of nasty, nasty things about Trump, and you know, deleting me or deleting anybody that says anything positive about Trump. Jerry, even though Jerry railed against Trump, I never saw Jerry saying anything derogatory about Trump. Now, he would post articles, you know, that he would read that was on the, you know, but I never seen him saying anything about Trump. Uh, Freedom Dove says, unfortunately, there's a second and third strain. I believe, I actually believe that's true, Freedom Dove. I actually believe that <clears throat> I actually think there's a strong, really strong strain. And I, then I think there's a weak strain. I think the people that uh, get COVID and test positive for COVID and they're asymptomatic. I mean, I, I'm not a doctor. Don't, you know, th- let me put that disclaimer out there right now. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. I'm just going off my own intuition. But I just think it's really weird that some people get COVID. They, they get it. They test positive for it, and they're asymptomatic. They literally do not get sick. They don't have a problem with it. It's nothing. And then some people get it like I got it, and it literally almost killed me. I mean, I was really, really, really sick. And I can tell you that if I had been, you know, I'm pretty healthy, not as healthy as I should be now. I used to be a lot healthier when I worked out a lot, a lot uh, back you know, in my bouncer days, but you know, now I'm not as healthy as, but because I was healthy for all those years, I think it helps me. Uh, but I can see where if I would have been any unhealthier than I am right now, I, I couldn't have beat COVID. There's no way I would have beat it. I would have been like Jerry. It would have got me. I mean, it almost got me. I, I was really, really, really sick, uh, really sick. So I understand when these people get COVID that are, you know, have poor diet, uh, you know, that, that, uh, you know, they, they, they just don't take, they don't take very good care of themselves. And, uh, you know, I, I understand why they don't make it, uh, you know, and, and they say obesity is one of the major things, uh, you know, and, and Jerry was obese, uh, underlying health conditions and obesity. And a, a big major one is obesity. And Jerry, you know, when it comes down to it, he was uh, very obese. It's almost like they engineered this virus to take out people that, you know, kind of like uh, are unhealthy on society. It's really bad. You know, it takes out the elderly. If you're elderly and get it, good luck. I mean, it's killing people in rest, you know, killing elderly people in rest homes like, you know, like flies. Uh, and then you have anybody that's obese and that has underlying health conditions. It takes them out. And it's only the people that are really, really, really healthy that when they get really sick from it that survive it. And some of them don't survive it. I was reading an article earlier where I think a, like a 19-year-old autistic kid got it and uh, he died from it. Lance Hale, what's up, Lance? Good to see you, buddy. Lance says diabetics are hit hard. Yes, sir. Diabetics, anybody with any underlying health conditions, uh, it and obesity is a big one, and that's what they don't talk about in this country is obesity. Uh, you know, obesity is a major problem in this country, and uh, if you get COVID and you're obese, man, I would really be scared. You know, when I got COVID, I was a little, per, I was, you know, you just you're reading art. When I had COVID, you're reading articles 
in the in the mainstream media and all they're doing is talking about all the people that died. Oh, this person died. This person was making fun of COVID. And a week later, he died of COVID. You know, and I'm looking at this stuff sitting there having COVID. So if I was sitting there having COVID and being really sick with COVID and I was obese, I'd be terrified. Let's get back in here in the chat. Uh, yeah, and uh, I guess uh, you guys figured it out. We're 45 minutes into the show that we don't have a guest today. I just, uh, you know, it's Christmas, so I wasn't really reaching out, trying to find anybody to be on the show. And uh, maybe, I'm not sure. One reason I do like streaming on this platform is because is it's so easy. And the other thing is I can stream. I'm streaming to Twitch and YouTube right now. You guys probably don't know that. But yeah, uh, if you noticed the last time uh, that I had the, the podcast with uh, my buddy John Leonard, there was a, if you look at your name in the chat room, you see the little red YouTube icon there. If you noticed uh, in that podcast, there was a the purple icon because there was some Twitch people that actually came in the room and was commenting. So we're, we're streaming on, uh, on YouTube and we're streaming on Twitch right now. And uh, I am still, I'll show you guys, still... I am still banned. If you see right here, my account is still restricted. Uh, let's see. It's been restricted since December the 9th for 30 days. So I think I have about 10 or 11 days left uh, being in Facebook jail. And then after that, once I get out of Facebook jail, I'm probably not going to be very active on Facebook much anymore other than promotion. I'll just use it to promote the show. But this new software, StreamYard, I can stream to all three places. I can stream to YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook at the same time. So that may be why I stay with this software using it even when I don't have a guest. Because initially what I'd planned is when I have a guest, I was going to use StreamYard. And then when I didn't have a guest like today, I would use OBS, my old software. Because I, I like the bells and whistles I have with OBS as far as the different transitions and stuff. That's hard to do in this software. Let's get back in the room, see what you guys have to say. Uh, let's see. Freedom Dev says, Fauci already said back in January that asymptomatic people aren't spreading. Now he flip-flopped. Go figure. Yeah, I, 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 I never believed that Freedom Dev from the get-go. I know that they were saying that. That um, I know that they were saying that uh, people that were asymptomatic weren't spreaders. I didn't believe that at all. I mean, it's a virus. If you've got it, you can spread it. I mean, uh, now I do, I do remember when they were saying that masks didn't work. That was the first initial thing is they were really saying, they were saying that a mask didn't work. And then all of a sudden you, that you didn't, you know, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you have to wear a mask, mask, mask save lives. And the other thing is I can guarantee you this. Well, I can't guarantee you, but I would bet, I would, I would bet you Jerry was never going anywhere without a mask. I bet you he took all the precautions. I bet you he was very careful, took all the precautions, and I bet you he wore a mask everywhere. And he still got COVID and it still killed him. I think I, I not I not that I'm saying that masks are bad or anything like that. I'm not saying they're bad. I just think uh, part one of the pro biggest problems with masks is it gives people a false sense of security. That they think, that, you know, oh yeah, I got a mask on, I'm safe from COVID. You're not believe me because I was wearing a mask when I got it 
As a matter of fact, uh, I would I would bet that most people's masks are pretty contaminated because most people are using the mask over and over and over and over again. And if you go out and you ha- and you touch something that has COVID on it, or you know if you somehow get droplets on your mask of COVID, and you touch the mask to take it off your face, you're going to get COVID. And everybody's wearing the same masks over and over and over and over. Especially when you see the cloth mask. I'm wearing the little, you know, the little goofy paper mask, you know, like this. I keep them in my desk. And I only wear them like a week or week or two and then I chunk them and get another one. But still, I'm wearing the same one for a week or two. Random Nomad says, maybe the only way is correct wearing of the M95s, maybe. Possibly, but that's what I was wearing when I got COVID. I had a real N95. I don't think I still have one anymore. I actually have a. I have some good mask. Yeah, here we go. This is a nine Z. This is a three M nine zero zero two. This is a, a really good mask. This is what I started with. They have the dual band, so you have that band for your for your head and then the band for the back. This is not a little mask that flips over your ears. Uh, and this is the you know this one really seals really well. It's a 3M9902. Um, it's not an N95, but it's very close. If you're working in like as or um, if you don't need a respirator, this mask will do it. It's totally different than this. This is this is ridiculous, you know, almost ridiculous. But this is what doctors wear in in, in surgery. But if you're working in like a a toxin environment like uh, this is what you know this is what you wear uh, but this is what doctors and nurses wear these little masks right here but they do wear them I mean you can't you're not going to go into surgery that somebody's not going to have them that the hospital staff is not going to have one of those masks on so they do have to work to some extent or doctors and nurses wouldn't wear them to going into surgery I don't know how much they help with uh, stopping or, you know, really helping a, a virus. I mean, that's debatable, and everybody's debating it. I just know that people that are dying of COVID were wearing masks religiously. And I guarantee you, Jerry was probably one of those people. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk, a, we got about 10 minutes left. Let's talk a little bit about what happened in Nashville, Tennessee. With the bombing, uh, haven't seen anything like that. I mean, I don't really attribute 9/11. Uh, 9/11 was a forest, foreign terrorist attack, you know, here on America. But I have, we really haven't seen anything like uh, the Nashville bombing since Oklahoma City back in what the 90s? What was that? 97, 96? What year was the Oklahoma City bombing? We haven't seen anything like that since Oklahoma, and uh, it's pretty interesting. That the guy drove a RV. He had a Ford C-Class RV, if you've seen the pictures, and he drove that thing into downtown Nashville, parked it on the city street, and then had a recording telling people it was playing downtown, the song Downtown, the old ballad about downtown. I can't remember who the singer is, but it was it was blaring this song, and then it would have a, uh, it had a loudspeaker telling people, warning them to uh, evacuate the area. And then it went with a countdown. You have 15 minutes to evacuate the area. Please evacuate the area. You have 15 minutes. And 
luckily, police initially responded to the downtown to that area for a for a shooting. So I'm thinking that was probably the uh, bomber himself probably called that in to get uh, law enforcement down there in that vicinity and to help start evacuating people, which luckily they did. You know, uh, I think some law enforcement agencies probably wouldn't have taken that. uh, They probably would have been stumped by that or, you know, confused by that and not maybe taking it, taking to take it seriously. But the, the Nashville police took it seriously and immediately started evacuating people and getting people out of the area. Even knocking on doors, knocking on doors, waking people up. I think it happened like 530 in the morning, knocking on doors, waking people up and getting them out of uh, getting them out of harm's way and evacuating them from the area. When the bomb went off, it did go off when it said you have 15 minutes, it went off in 15 minutes. So the bomber had that thing planned out pretty well. Uh, I will say that my whole thing is, is. There's RVs all over these metropolitan areas, and you see people traveling around in their RVs, but being a van lifer uh, or an RV dweller, which a lot of us are uh, in the nomad community that watch my show, uh, it's going it, to, it could bring uh, it, a leeriness of RVs because people are getting sick of RVs in the cities anyway, already. I can tell you this. People don't like seeing RVs parked in the city. Even if they're parked on the city street, people don't like seeing them uh, because they know people are dwelling in them, especially here in L.A., and uh, they want them gone. They want the city to tow them away. They just don't want them there anymore. Uh, so it's already there's already some hostility built up against RVs anyway in a, in a metropolitan area. Um, and now you have this, so people are going to be even more leery of RVs. Uh, you know, and then you have the van, the creeper van thing that people are, you know, always make fun of, you know, jokes about anyway, the van down by the river. So this is, this, in my opinion, brings a whole other negative spotlight to RVs. So it's, uh, unfortunate that the guy used an RV, but they're not even saying what kind of explosives were used yet or anything. But I have my own theory. I have my own, uh, what I think probably he did. And what I think he probably did, I've watched the blast. And it's not like an ammonia nitrate blast like the Oklahoma City bombing or anything like that. What I think he probably did is I think he probably used a propane tank on that RV. I think he probably used, he probably had a 10 to 20 gallon propane tank on that RV he probably set it up with some kind of timer in the RV and then he turned on the stove and uh, let the RV fill up with propane to a point. Uh, and then he had some kind of detonator uh, that went off at the 15 minute increment, you know, like he, uh, you know, like his little recording said. Now, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. I could be completely wrong, but uh, it's going to uh, be interesting to see what they say what kind of a bomb blast it was. But I suspect the reason he used his RV is because, as most of us know, an RV can be a bomb because it has a propane tank built into it. And it's funny when you have RVs driving around everywhere, they're literally bombs just driving around the road because they got that big propane tank in them. And if a truck runs into them or anything, man, and that propane tank explodes, propane is very volatile. It's amazing that when RVs were invented, that at that time, safety recommendations didn't mind 
didn't mind you driving around on a bomb with a freaking bomb in your vehicle, uh, which is hilarious to some, to to an extent. Uh, and now it's grandfathered in. So it's not even though that we are, you know, it's like an elephant in the room, like every law enforcement person, every person that knows anything about anything knows how dangerous that RV, that butane propane tank in that RV could be. Uh, but nobody says anything about it. They just, you know, they're still putting them in RVs today. Uh, and they work. They work great. I'm not saying that they're, you know, they're bad. And there's probably over the years, the last 50 years, they've been putting propane tanks in RVs. I don't know. There's probably a handful of, you know, catastrophes that nobody even knows about, you know, where an RV caught on fire and exploded or, you know, there was a bad wreck and, you know, it caught on fire during the wreck and exploded. You know, I can say on my propane tank on Bertha, my uh, B-plus camper, uh, it's pretty old and dated because, you know, it's, it's the original tank that was put in in 82. And when I bought it, you can, the gauge on it, it has a gauge so, so you can see full or empty and the gauge doesn't work. And, you know, it's rusted and, you know, every, the coupler and everything looks like it's pretty worn or it's just old like the RV. So when I got the RV, the first thing I was going to do was replace the propane tank. So I took it into a propane place and uh, asked them, you know, like how much they would charge me to replace the tank. And uh, this was out like in the, the out in uh, like uh, Yucca Valley. And the guy's like, uh, replace the propane tank. What's wrong with it? I said, nothing's wrong with it. I just, you know, it's old and I'm a little leery of it. And I figure it's kind of hard to get to, to fill. So I figured uh, one of the first things I'd do is upgrade, would be upgrade the propane tank. And he goes, dude, he goes, this RV was made like in 1982. He goes, the safety of, an, uh, of a propane tank in those days are completely different from what we have now. He goes, the propane tanks you order now for an RV is a little thin steel like you get your barbecue grill propane tank. He goes, that propane tank is real still like a propane tank that they used to put out or that they put out beside people's houses. He goes, you can't even really get those propane tanks anymore. He goes, that thing's 10 times safer than the new ones. He goes, that thing is made to not be punctured. You could take that thing out and throw it down, you know, drag it behind a truck down the street and it's not going to puncture. I was like, oh, he goes, yeah, you don't need a new propane tank. I was like, oh, he goes, just you know, service that one. If it ever starts leaking or anything, just, he goes, but you don't need a new propane tank. I was like, well, that's good to know, man. Uh, Freedom Dove. Let's see. She posted a link in here for us. Natural news. Nashville explosion was actually a missile strike. Yeah, I saw that. It looks kind of like a missile strike, but, uh, yeah, a missile strike would have left a indent in the, in the earth. And if you, if you see the explosion, it looks like something flies in, I saw that. I saw that con that that conspiracy theory. Uh, and uh, yeah, why would somebody missile strike a RV sitting in front of the AT&T building? It doesn't even make sense. But yeah, if you watch the video, it kind of does look like a missile strike. But I guarantee it was the flash from that propane tank, all that propane building up in that RV. And he might have had some. Who knows? He might have got some dynamite or might have got something else. You know, to help you know, to uh, boost the explosion. But I bet you it was a propane propane explosion. There was a, um, there was a explosion that happened a few years ago, maybe three, four years ago of natural gas. And it literally leveled a whole city block. It blew like every house up because one house had a natural gas leak and it ended up leveling like the whole city block. Propane's on that same level. 
You've never seen a big propane explosion. Random Nomad says they say the guy died in the blast. Yeah, they found it. They found bits and pieces of him. They said that they, uh, they said that. Uh, yeah, I saw. I saw that Freedom Dove. It was going downward. I saw that. I watched the video. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. Why? I just that doesn't. I mean, I, I get it. You know that it kind of you know it looked like that there was a missile ca coming in, flying in that hit the RV. But my question is, is why? Why would anybody target some random RV? Uh, with a missile that doesn't even make sense the big thing or there's a there's a other, there's another theory out there that because uh, they don't know what the motive is they know what the guy is they know the guy that did it supposedly and that he blew himself up and uh, they were able to uh, match his DNA they said but there's a uh, so gosh I just lost my train of thought they uh, man my it was one of the theories that they had on why uh oh that his father worked uh actually worked for AT&T and that maybe he was trying to get back for when his father worked for AT&T cuz he parked right in front of the AT&T building the other thing is they were thinking was uh gosh oh that he was that he was uh paranoid about the 5G uh, that he was trying to take AT&T out or knock AT&T out because he was uh, a, he was a 5G uh, conspiracy theorist. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with, just like the Vegas shooting. Like the Vegas shooting, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of different things about that, but the official story, just like 9-11, they don't, they don't add up. I've heard that the, uh, you know, I, oh, that was, I got to end this because we're an hour in and I don't want to go too far over tonight. But one other thing I wanted to touch base on really quick is right before I went live on the show tonight, it, I got a message that, and I don't know, I haven't been able to confirm this, so you'll have to you'll have to help me. But I was told that uh, that WikiLeaks released all of their emails, all of the Hillary Clinton emails, all of the emails, and that there was one email that said that. The Vegas shooting was done by an F was done by the FBI or something like that. So that's interesting. I haven't got to look into it. So could all be BS, but it'll be if it's true, that's going to be probably a upcoming topic of the show because that's going to be some interesting reading right there. If uh, if Wiki, Wiki if WikiLeaks did release all of their uh, confidential emails that they've been holding, and they actually put them all out there, so that'll be a uh, That'll be really interesting to, to find out or if it's just more, you know, not not true stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'd be really interested to read those uh, emails myself, uh, read into a lot of those emails myself, like I did with, uh, you know, the old John Podesta and all that stuff when it was released. Very, very eye-opening stuff. Yeah, Freedom Dove says Vegas was so suspicious. Yeah, I don't believe... You know, I mean, with that whole Vegas thing, uh, being a gun person myself, the first thing that the first thing that I was like, why did this guy smuggle up all of those guns? Why would he smuggle up all of those guns? They said there was like 30 something guns up there. That's just it doesn't even make sense. You don't need but one or two guns to do what he did. You're not going to be changing guns every five seconds. There's no reason to have 37 guns. There's guns in the bathtub, guns laying all over the floor. Doesn't even make sense. That does not even make sense. Why he needed like 36, 37 guns. 
Yeah, if you're going to shoot up a concert, you need one gun with lots of ammunition. Maybe two or three guns in case you one locks up. Uh, if you want to get, a, if you want to have a gun that's got distance, so you have one gun to get distance, and then you need one gun for close up. You know, maybe the police break in, so you want a gun that's quicker on the draw. Uh, you know, even if you use like a, you know, let's say, let's look at a military tree, like an M5. Uh, or, an, or, you know, or an MP5, uh, you know, you can build out an MP5 so it has distance or you can build an MP5 so it's close range. So if you're clearing a room, uh, that's the only reason you would need different guns is for different range. So, you know, I heard that he was shooting the gas, uh, these big, huge gas uh, refinery tanks. And there was I walked up to him when I was in Vegas and you could see the dents in the tanks. And those tanks were a long way away from the MGM. So he was evidently shooting those tanks, trying to get them to blow up or something, they thought. Uh, so, but there's no reason to need 36 guns and have them spread out all over the room. That didn't even make sense. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that just doesn't even, you know, it's like done for, you know, theatrics. You know what I mean? It's like somebody trying to peddle something that, oh, look, we need gun control. We need new gun control laws because, you know, this crazy Looney Tune guy, you know, he was able to get his hands on 36 guns, had 36 guns in his, you know, in, in this hotel room when he shot up the country, the country uh, festival, the country concert. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. I mean, you only need one or two guns. You'd, I'd have, I would have one gun for, if, if hypothetically, if I was going to do something like that, I would have one gun for distance, even like a 30-06. Uh, but you know, like supposedly he was using an AR-15, so you'd have AR-15 set up for distance. And I heard those gunshots; don't sound like an AR-15 to me. Sounds like a lot higher caliber rifle than an AR-15. Um, but anyway, let's say it is an AR-15. Uh, you know, you'd have one set up for distance, you know, with a scope on it, then one close, and then you'd want one for backup in case one of your weapons locked up. Because, you know, that can happen. It could have a misfire. You could get a bullet stuck in, you know, stuck in the chamber that you can't clear. And then it's useless. So if you're doing a, a, a mass shooting and your gun locked up, that'd be a problem. So you would want a, an extra gun in case your gun locked up, a gun, extra gun or two. So I could see having three or four guns of close to the same, but not 36 guns. Doesn't even make sense. Yeah, two, two, three, five, five, six, exactly. I mean, it sounds more like a 5.56. Five, five, 223 is, you know, it's just barely, you know, a little bit bigger than 22. You know, 22 ammunition. That's what people don't understand about an AR 15. They think an AR 15 is, you know, like a 50 caliber sniper rifle. It's not. It's a 223. Uh, basically, it was a squirrel hunting, you know, squirrel hunting ammunition. Now, not that you can't do damage with, you know, with an AR 15. You can do, you can kill a lot of people with an AR 15. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying it's not a big, heavy caliber gun. And people that know guns know that. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty small. But, you know, a 223, you can kill coyotes. I mean, a 223 is a great gun, a great rifle. Uh, basically, you know, it's my brother. It's one of his preferred, you know, out on the ranch. It's one of his preferred rifles is uh, just a 223 rifle with a good scope on it. Uh, bolt action. I don't remember his bolt action. I've, sh I've shot two or three of his. I tried to shoot a cow the last time I was on the ranch for their wedding. Guns OG, what is up, buddy? You still in the room? Hey, Nomad, you got any snow up there yet? No, 
but I will say I'm in California, bro. There's no, what is that? What's that? Uh, I will say that we did get a winter storm that's going on right now. And I walked from here to the end of the street to get a burger before the show because I hadn't eaten today. And by the time I got back, I was drenched. It's been raining here for about 24 hours now straight. But we never get any rain, so we, we needed it. Anyway, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, it's five, almost ten after. Has anybody got any further questions? Hopefully, I'm going to be trying to book some more guests on the show. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's the holidays right now. So I just, you know, reaching out to people, asking them to be on the podcast is a little, I feel insensitive right now. But uh, after the first of the year, man, we're going to really get a, really get hot and heavy into the podcast. Let's see. What did you say about John Leonard? Random Nomad says John Leonard did a video about it. Oh, did he do a video about it? Oh, Joe Leonard. Yeah, I saw Joe Leonard's video. I thought John Leonard was my buddy that was on just a, a couple of videos ago. Yeah, John Leonard. I saw John Leonard's video on it, I think. Um, oh, and I was going to say, it's uh, if you haven't seen my podcast from uh, the Tiffany uh, the Tiffany video, that thing has got 4,000 views. So I'm going to be working those angles for future podcasts to try to get a, you know, a little bit more traction on these videos. Because it really gave my channel a good boost that it really, really needed. All right, guys, we are going to wrap this up. Uh, I apologize stumbling around there at the first of the freaking podcast. I forgot that I'd loaded my audio files for the intro and the outro. So I was trying to get them loaded off the other computer. And then just as I got the other computer monitor hooked up, I remembered, wait a minute, I thought I loaded those already. So I came to look. Sure enough, I had loaded them already, but I didn't get them all set up. And then I forgot to start, like always, the audio for the podcast. <laughs> So I had to, uh, while I had already started the countdown to the show, since it's only 30 seconds on this software instead of two or four minutes, I had to scramble around to try to get that stuff going. Let's see here. All right, guys. Uh, Freedom Dove says, I think I missed the video. It was the Tiffany Dover video, uh, Freedom Dove. It wasn't the badge one, not last uh, podcast, but the one before with my buddy John Leonard, the libertarian John Leonard who was on the podcast. You were here. That thing's gotten over 4,000 views. All right, guys. That is going to do it for this podcast. Let me see if I can do this without dropping my phone. I need to check the dates because the day's the 28th. Uh, and I didn't do a show Christmas Day because that was Friday. So Wednesday will be the 30th. Yeah, we'll do one Wednesday. And then we may not do one on the 1st, which would be New Year's. But uh, we'll be back here uh, Wednesday the 30th, December 30th. I think that's my dad's birthday. Or is it the 31st? I always forget. It's either the 30th or the 31st. But anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of the American Nomad Podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining in as usual. And hopefully we will see all of you back here Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, Mountain, Eastern, something like that. Thanks, guys.
Thank you for listening to the American Nomad Podcast. Until next time, keep looking up because that's where it all is.